This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 37 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, the gaming podcast with both takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? Oh, that was terrible. That was, let's, let's do another yeah, take of that, all right? <clears throat> what well, up? Let, 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 there you there go. There you go. And I have Corey. Hiya! Hiya. Huh? The infamous, <laughs> the infamous Hiya. Yeah. You know, I'm running out of lines, man. I don't know how long okay. this is going. Well, it's, well, it's <laughs> weird. There has to be an infinite amount of quotes. There is. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Oh, shoot. I actually wrote a different line. I'm an idiot. That's okay. You said it, not me. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, my God. I got you, baby girl. Ah, that's uh, Colt. No, that's not Joel. Uh, He's talking to talk the sports, talk right? Ellie. Talking to Ellie. Oh. Okay. It was a very emotional moment. So you got two today. Wow. Hi, Young. And, uh, and, and uh, that Joel. one. This, this yeah. is a great one already. Uh, yeah. Well. Starting off with just so much momentum. We want to welcome you in. Welcome you into level 37. Um, chickens, ducks, hens. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, we are going to move swiftly into the nuke segment because we got a lot to get to. So let us start the morning announcements. And for today's announcements, we have five news items on the list, but the first one has a lot to it. And the first one is Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct. And in their Nintendo Direct, they talked about a bunch of stuff. They showed off a bunch of games. Kirby, we got a Bayonetta 3 announcement. We got a, a Splatoon 3 show-off an announcement. A bunch of remasters and a bunch of other stuff as well. So um, we're going to go to our resident Nintendo expert, Corey. Hi. Yeah. And so, um, Corey, I, I mentioned a bunch of stuff. Is there anything there that you're really excited? You may want to go into detail about a bit more. Go ahead and take it. I mean, I'm excited about a lot of this stuff, but number one is probably Bayonetta 3. I love the Bayonetta series, a great action series, and it's finally been shown off after, like, more than a year, I want to say. So that was really cool to see. But, uh, yeah, the Direct was pretty positive all throughout. You know, Kirby had a game shown, and it was actually a 3D Kirby. You know, open-world 3D, move around. Kirby's never done that. Uh the N64 is coming to its online service. So they're bringing out 10 games that you can play if you own their service. I also believe they are upping the service. It's a different service that you can add on. So Nintendo give it, but they also charge you more. Um, and yeah, like you said, there was a couple of remasters. Uh, Castlevania Advance Collection. There was three really good Game Boy Advance games from the Castlevania series. And they're all packaged in the collection for 20 bucks. So... Yeah, it's two and three. There was there was a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not sixty. It's not sixty. Oh my right. goodness! Nintendo did not set the price of that one. Hmm. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of good. Uh, are you more excited now about the the Nintendo's game release lineup heading into winter twenty twenty one and on into next year? 
Uh, yeah, winter 2021, not so much, right? I don't think there's yeah. too much coming out. Metroid Dread, I guess, I guess Pokemon remakes are coming out. Uh, but 2022 looks like it's going to be a really strong year for them. You know, Breath yeah. of the Wild uh, 2, Bayonetta 3, Splatoon 3. So those are three big, really heavy hitters. So 2022, I've been saying it for a long time now, but it's going to be <laughs> a magnificent year for gaming. Yep. I hope hope I live that long. Incredibly expensive year um, in gaming. It's going to be incredibly expensive. Yeah. David, what about you? What's your thoughts? To be honest, the the N sixty four thing is catching my eye. I I played a lot of games on that, so hopefully they kind of give us the whole roster. And I know you guys aren't you know a fan of it, but I want to play DK sixty four again. That's not a great one. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, I'm hoping to tell you what games are on there right now. If you give me just a second, go on, Jeremy. I'm hoping, um, well, I don't know if they actually are, but if we could get any kind of the WCW, you know, NWO. Oh, my God. WCW. No Mercy. WrestleMania WrestleMania 2000. That was mine right there. I put so much time into that one. And that one was so cool Uh, because it was the black cartridge, the black label. And the green letters. They 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 knew they had a hit. That's when that's the type of thing you do when you know you've got it. And you're just like, take this real quick. We're gonna blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, so I got the N64 list right here that's coming out when it launches. Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Star Fox 64, Winback, never heard of that one. F Zero X yes. 64. Mario Golf. Yes. That, I believe that's it. Just a bunch of first-party games? Yeah, pretty much. And that's all they have right now. I think they said uh, Ocarina of Time would be the first one that they launched, like, later. I okay. believe that's what they said. So, Well, you know what? That's cool. That's really, that's really you know, um, you know, energizing and, and exciting for some people. They got to step that. They got to step that, that lineup up, though. They got to step it up way up. Yeah. I didn't see any Turok 2s. I didn't hear of any uh, um, of Night... What was it? Nightmare Realms? I forgot what it was. Uh, but that was like a really cool game. And then, of course, all the all the wrestling games I just mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Got to step it up. Got to step it up. Uh, news item number two. Corey, you like this. Uh, it was been officially announced, sponsored by Hulu, I believe. Uh, IGN had their fans vote over 26 million votes. And in their... Um, Gauntlet of 64 games for the greatest game of all time. God of War 2018 won. It beat out Grand Theft Auto V in the finale by over 100,000 votes. Hmm. So, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no a really, this at all. a really, really big news story. I can't stress that enough. How I big think, this number two is. I, I think people got it right, though. Like, this is my personal favorite game of all time, and I'm not a God of War fan before this game. So, um, in my opinion, it's just a mas- masterpiece from beginning to end. There is not a flaw in the game. You know, it's interesting because I think I'd said last year <clears throat> that I had bought it, right? Right. And I haven't, I didn't play it. I haven't played it, you know. Is this I had it there. It? Um, hold on. I hadn't played it until maybe about a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And I maybe got like an hour and an hour and a half into it. 
about that. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's what here's what I'll here's no here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. You may be onto something. (laughs) You may be you may be onto something. I'm an hour and a half into it. I really like the hour and a half. Okay. Like the, like my first hour and a half in this game, much more than I get did another game we'll be talking about later on in this in this level. Okay. Oh no. But um, yeah. So that's interesting news, and of course, Rack and Rock is coming out. So I mean, just well timed, you know. Good game. Check it out. It's cheap too. I think you can get it for like ten bucks now for PlayStation or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm very surprised about this because like GTA Five is like the thing that's made the most money ever. Yeah. But I'm that's, pretty surprised too. I don't know. It's not like a like an evergreen title. You know, a lot of people. I don't want to say like love to hate this game, but it's a PlayStation exclusive. So a lot of times you get people right. that are that's just another like thing. not not voting for that at all. I would have figured it would have been a really big third third party game. I don't know. It's kind of nice to see. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's what I'm like. God of War is synonymous with the PlayStation, and so right. it, I mean, it is. You would think it beat out. Super Mario Bros. Like right. we're talking about, like all the games, all of them. You know, like all the t- the sixty four greatest games of all time. So they're putting the GTA's and the Halos and the and the Mario's and the Zeldas and all those in there, and it beat them out by a healthy margin. So it's very interesting. Well done, I guess. One day, Ghost of Tsushima will take it. <laughs> um, a news item number three: the Game Awards was announced to be taking place live and in person. The first time since the pandy started, it will be on Thursday, December 9th of 2021. In color? Now, in color. Oh. And, and <laughs> from what I've heard, they have some closed captioning as well, you know? Oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Live music? Live music? stereo sound i don't they haven't got to surround yet but they have stereo sound i believe um and it it also it's it's like in sync it's not dubbed or anything like that so it's great it's new brand new technology um so yeah i think exactly i think we've talked before about how we think that the game awards has kind of usurped e3 in regards to the hype in the celebration of games, the showing of game release trailers and different stuff like that. Um, how are you guys feeling about the game awards? You guys want to tune into it? Are you hyped at all? Especially based on the news we've received from the recent PS5 showcase and the Nintendo Direct. Do you think we'll get anything more from those camps or perhaps just some new interesting games to look at? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like rewards never really tickle my fancy i guess but i mean just it gets the crowd going it's such a huge thing it gets you know the community together so i mean it's it's still nice to have in my opinion but as for me i'll probably just listen to see what happened on our podcast (laughs) uh yeah i like the game awards i the, the awards themselves are like fine. They're fun. You know, it's nice to see all those games up there and try to guess which ones are going to win. You know, they don't always get them right, but they do a pretty good job. You know, they seem like they take it seriously. And the best part is, like you said, they kind of took over for E3. You get a lot of big game announcements. Uh, 
it's spread out pretty evenly throughout the entire show, so they keep you watching. Usually there's one at the end that's really big. So, yeah, I'll definitely be watching. I, I really like the Game Awards. How about you, Jeremy? My hope is that we get a regular Game Awards ritual comes back, and that ritual is when the guy, I forgot his name, but he's the creative director and owner of the studio that made A Way Out and a bunch of other, and another um, co-op indie game that's like part of EA's like little indie publishing branch. It My hope two? is it takes two. Yeah, it takes, and, and that I, I'm hoping it's another ritual of him going on the Game Awards show, talking about this game, being passionate about it, and just just blurting out four words all over the place. That has become <laughs> that has become a staple. I think he's I think he's done it every time he's been on there and talked about it. So I just hope it continues. That's something I'm looking forward to. He's the one that's like real nervous and like, but like enduring. No, not nervous. He's just passionate. He starts to talk about his game. He talks smack about other games and other game studios. And he's like, yeah, our game is, you know, I want to make games that will bleep and blow your mind and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, all right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jeff Keighley nervously interviewing him. So, yeah, right. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to news item number three. This one's a doos. Amazon's or Amazon's. A new World game, their MMO, whatever, whatever, uh, becomes Steam's most played game of 2021 after one day. Uh, after it released on Steam, it reached at some point a peak of 700,000 concurrent players. And today it reached a peak of about 450,000 concurrent players. Um, last reported, but that goes up and down. And apparently at one given time, at any given time, there's about 10,000 players waiting to queue in Jeez. every time something starts. So we've talked about Amazon and their bungling of a bunch of different games. They've had to shut down a lot of different, you know, studios or, or a lot of different projects. New World appears to be a hit in regards to that. This is a crazy launch launch you know player count amount um it's crazy it's 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 you know PUBG-esque. it's apex-esque um however while they're also hitting those numbers and hitting new numbers they are also still making sure to hit your gpus because they are starting to brick gpus again this is the same game we talked about previously that was bricking gtx uh or or rtx 3090s and stuff like that so um it's still doing that but it's also breaking Steam records. Guys, it's it's interesting because I have New World very loosely in my peripheral, but this isn't a game I've really heard a lot about within my, you know, immediate gaming circle. Is this a game you guys have been keeping up on or have even had any interest in before or now with the whole, the huge numbers that it's putting up now? Uh, after, like you said, talking about before and graphics cards just getting eaten alive i haven't even paid attention to it but yeah. like i i noticed because my friends list was just kind of going crazy yesterday so many people were hopping onto this new world i'm like this kind of strange okay this is for it to hit that number in one day and that's just the most played in 2021 is absolutely insane i didn't yeah. see any ads for this on anything facebook any other apps any whatever I, I don't see how it came to be this without it being in my face. 
It has but to be streaming, right? It has to be streamers. Maybe. I would, I would think. That's like the only thing I could think of that would allow them to put up those type of numbers and and not have that traditional route. Because Battlefield Five kind of had that too, right? Like when Battlefield Five first came out, it had this huge number of people. But that's because they had like 30 or 50 of the top streamers like streaming at the same day it came out or something like that. So, I mean, I don't know. Right, that's a highly possibility. But as long as, as, long as it's doing this to the graphics cards, I, I'm not even going to yeah. even try just in case. Um, I have very little interest because I don't really play play PC, but it does sound like an interesting concept. Now, this is, you kind of said, like, PUBG? It's, well, it's, it's massively like multiplayer. Like, it, it, kind of like join a world and, like... Right, yeah. Like, fight it out. your... But also exactly. building and creating and surviving, right? Yeah. Sounds kind of interesting. Like I said, I'll never get to it. I'm not really a PC guy. I'm even less of an MMO guy. But yeah, uh, intrigued to see other people play it. How about you, yeah, Jeremy? I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where this goes, how this progresses. Because I don't immediately right now have any interest in it. There's other games that I'm trying to get back into and play and different stuff like that. So... I don't. I don't think this. But if it if it if it keeps up, it's gonna. It's kind of it's gonna become like an Among Us thing where it's like, okay, well now just out of pure curiosity, right? An Among Us right. or a Valheim thing. And I think about like those games came out this year, didn't they? Like we played those games this year. As far yeah. as like, as far as like they being hugely in the zeitgeist of gaming. You know I think what I'm Among Us was last year. Uh, Among Us is 2018, actually. Well, it, it came out 2018, but it got really big, like. That, yeah, I got last, really big last year. Yeah, yeah big, Valheim, back Valheim, in, I think, came out in May. Back yeah, in of 2020 out. into 2021, and then Valheim 2021. So, it, I mean, these were talking about two games that were like gaming zeitgeist. So it's crazy that this one beat those as far as numbers. I mean, it's also, I believe, it retails for 40 I think. Okay. And you have it's going for $5, and you have Valheim going for $20. It's, it's you know, it's impressive. Does, but Does this have a monthly fee? Ooh, that I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. No, I don't. Oh, okay, that's yeah, I don't that's know. It's not bad if it doesn't have a monthly fee because I know a lot of MMOs. Well, yeah. some do. I know a lot haven't been doing that yeah, lately, like, but like Final but, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy would, fourteen has one, but you know, right. Scrolls does not. I would think though, if it's like these are Steam numbers, I'm assuming Steam doesn't do that, right? Like, like if it was a subscription based model, you'd have to I, buy I and use do. it through your own launcher, or. Because Final Fantasy fourteen, where do you buy that from? I would think it would be Steam. You're right. I don't, okay, I don't know. In, it might be an in-game mm. kind of right. thing, so it's not on Steam, actually. Uh, let's see. What's this game called? New World? Yeah. New World. Yes. Yeah. And it is a big one. I mean, it got a bunch of really positive press and when it was... You know, in beta trial before, in regards to the experience, again, it was mostly overshadowed by the negative part that it was bodying people's $1,500 graphics cards. But, you know, as far as the actual game loop, the mechanics, people seem to be really digging it. So I guess that's the yeah, point. It does, it does not have a monthly fee. So this potentially down the line might be something I would look into then. Yeah. And once once we know they aren't not bodying our graphics right. cards because if it's taken out 3090s yep. i'm not going to put my 1660 up to that That's just <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah um we're going to move on to news item number five which is the, I, I think is something that we 
had mentioned was being rumored before, but now it's being kind of confirmed. And that's that PlayStation is acquiring Blue Point Games. They did the remake of Shadow of Colossus and recently the Demon Souls remakes for the PS5. You know, they've worked with them so closely anyway, it just made sense for PlayStation to scoop them up. So they got themselves a new studio to do some pretty decent work. You know, uh, the arms race continues. Yep. But that is it for the morning announcements, our news segment, which means we're going to move on to the roundtable where we have a singular topic of discussion that we will discuss. And that topic is uh, for us a hurtful one. We're going to talk about our most disappointing games. That's right, guys. Sometimes we don't always hate games. Sometimes we're just disappointed by them. And we're going to talk about, we're each going to give the three games that were the most disappointing for us. Um, now, I'm going to have David lead this off here. Uh, so, okay. David, start off. Yeah. What's your first game that just, it just disappointed you? All right. So, mine. It's probably not too surprising. But as we all know, I love, 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 love the Resident Evil series and everything. But when I got six and I played it and I played like two or three campaigns, I don't even remember. I was just so appalled by it. So disappointed. Like it. I don't. uh, I don't know. It's just. It was it was so bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know what I expected I guess, but that definitely wasn't it. Now the the thing I heard with RE6 is that I was like way more action oriented than the other ones, and it just like totally missed the vibe and the energy that RE games yeah because uh, supposed to have. Yeah, I haven't played it in forever, so that did kind of spark a memory. Yeah, it was you're, you're just constantly like a constant like run through, just mostly action. There's no like nothing scary. You're always like fighting something. Yeah, there's you know you, you weren't really scared by anything. You weren't trying to what's the word? Like, like know, you yeah, weren't like, like yeah. There wasn't no puzzles or anything like there is in every other one. Oh okay. You know that yeah. It was just a straightforward action game, if yeah. I can remember correctly. And I, that's that's not really what I want from Resident Evil. Oh, right. Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8. You know, right. amazing. The atmosphere, the tension, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. That's my first one. Who yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of people have been disappointed by that one. Um, Corey, how about you? You give yours. Yeah, so I'm speaking for all the people of the world because everyone was disappointed by this game, um, including myself. Okay. I was very hyped up for it. Not years in advance like some people, but about a week before it got to me, and I was just beyond hyped leading up to the release of One Man's Lie or No Man's Sky, as it's officially uh, called. Yes. Uh, um, so much was promised in this game. So much was promised uh, by Sean Murray, the creative director of the game, and mm-hmm. very little of it was fulfilled. Um, the game itself was fine. It was a survival crafting-type game with unlimited worlds and all these different things you could see. And once you made it off the first planet onto another planet, you kind of knew. It's like, yes, they're different, but it's practically the same thing. And once you get to that point, you just realize, wow, I wasted 60 bucks. And uh, I got a refund for that game. 
I'm aware that it's much, much better than it was back then. It added a lot of the things they promised. It looks actually really good, but um, for pride's sake, I don't think I can ever buy it again because I was so disappointed and felt so cheated. Yeah, that's a fair reason, man. That's the uh, yeah the procedural procedural generation infinite possibilities, and it's like well, right, not not really so much though. Um, that's interesting. So I'll piggyback off of that because I also have No Man's Sky on right, my list right. of most disappointing <laughs> games. I spent $60 for a game that's basically worth what it is now, which is $30. Um, that's what it should have sold for when it came out. Um, and it didn't. It, it's, uh, yeah, it, the game had almost nothing of which was sold. It it was, I mean, I, I feel like they broke some laws. I feel like they did. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the game... Mechanic wasn't good. The the way that it, it approached um, storage and inventory management just was stupid. This, you know, the freaking robot voice that, oh, recharge, recharge. That got annoying, and it was ridiculous. There was, like, you were supposed to be able to jump into this war, uh, you know, like, possible different alien races war. You would just meet them in random places. They were just talking heads. It was nothing engaging. The game was a lie. Extremely disappointing. Um, it is a better game, but no one cares anymore. Uh, mm. So you know, it's it just is what it is. Uh, play space space engineers instead. Uh, but we'll do <laughs> game number two. David, what is your game number two for All right. most disappointing? Another one. It's probably predictable, but I loved the Twisted Metal series, and eventually I bought a PS3 so I could play The Last of Us, and I found out. There was a Twisted Metal on it. So I got it. I played it. I did beat it. But it just, it wasn't the same. You didn't get to pick one of, you know, the 10, 12 different kind of cars and people that drive them. It was just set. You had to play the, what the game was given. Uh, I, I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't that even long of a game. It, you were a car shooting things, but that was about the only thing that was really the same with the other Twisted Metals. You know, I want choices. I want, you know, a bunch of different maps. And it just did not bring to the table what I was expecting. And that's why I was disappointed by that one. Yeah, that one was a shame. It really sucks that it took out having every character have their own unique, like, ending. You know, because that was why you would play it, to see, hey, what's this guy wish and how does it get screwed up? Yep. Um... My turn. Sure. Sure. Okay, so uh, yeah, so I was a huge, huge Madden fan um, growing up. Loved Madden, bought every single one except for maybe the last couple. Um, you you could put Madden on this list any number of years. You know they don't really improve, but I'm not going to talk about Madden. I'm going to talk about a spinoff game from Madden. Now, what spinoff game did they have? They made a game called Head Coach. They did, and Head Coach was touted as Madden without the gameplay. You take a coach and you call the plays and it's kind of just a simulation game. And I was like, that yeah. sounds great. And I bought it and, and that's really? what it was. That's what it was. That's I don't know what, what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I started playing it. I'm like, wait. Oh my God. I, I can already kind of do this in Madden, but I'm also allowed to play. So why did I get this game? So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I don't know what I was thinking. I bought it a um, couple hours into it. Total regret, total disappointment. Tried to return it. They don't let you return physical copies, but I still tried. 
Uh, I, had my, I had my buddy Eric go in there and beg Best Buy, and uh, it did not work. So I traded that bad boy in the next day because it was just Madden without the gameplay. Why did, why did I buy it? I mean, I, really I did that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Which one? I don't know. So, which, you don't know which one it was? It was the first head coach. The one with Tony Jones okay. covered. Okay, so head coach, because they did two of them. Head coach right. 08 and head coach 09. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, what you... You, yeah. you bought exactly what was described. I know. I know. <laughs> That's interesting. I got into it, though, and I'm like, because they didn't offer too much more than what Madden already offered. You know, like, I think you could do some special stuff with your playbook in that game, but it wasn't, yeah. uh, it wasn't endearing to me. It, yeah, it, it role played, um, you know, like the the team building and scouting and all that stuff a bit better. And like, right. you know, you were able to, you were able to offer like different contract packages and stuff now. And like a lot of people in the Madden community now refer to that game as being like, ah, oh, this is the pinnacle of simulation football. This is the type of thing we want back in Madden. And they came out with head coach 09 and 08 and 09 when a lot of those things were in Madden. It's, it right. seems like head coach right. now would fill a better niche than it did back then because I, I, I think I, I think I would like it a lot better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it kind of turns into more of a management game, essentially. If you think about did it you, that way. Did you play those? I played. Yeah, I played head coach 08 and 09. Okay. Yeah, I played both of them, and um, and you know what? It's the same thing. I knew exactly what they were. I got them, and I didn't enjoy them. <laughs> right. But, I, I don't know. But it sounds like you bought it at release. So did you pay the full the full price for it? Yeah, I think actually, uh, man, if I remember, it was forty dollars on release. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. Least, at least O eight was, so it wasn't a full price game. And I don't know why I remember this so much. I went to Blockbuster and I traded in for nineteen dollars. There you so, go. <laughs> cost me twenty one bucks to rent it. There you go. Yeesh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> my second one is another EA product, and that mm. is the their latest or last iteration of SimCity. Right. SimCity was this great, great city building game. And they came out with the newer SimCity and the way they made it where it was basically like two kilometers was like, you know, square kilometers was like the, the space you had to build your city, which is like nothing compared to the older games. You could build them across maps. They had you, you know. Uh, fragment the the city and the way different things happen. You'd build one one square, two square kilometer place, and then okay, this city functions kind of like this, and then okay, let me build this other city that's right next to it that's the same size, and they can have more of an industrial function instead of you just being able to fragment and section off your city like that, you know. Um, and then of course the DRM, it was always online, so they released it. The game barely worked, the servers barely worked, and it was an always online game. So when you tried to play it at release or anything like that, you could barely play it. I thank the universe, the lords, and whoever else out there that when this came out, City Skylines was also there so that we could say, oh, this game blows. Let's go play City Skylines, which is the truly true successor to the SimCity games. But man, that game was disappointing because it has been years since the last SimCity. And to have like a newer version, new graphics, all that stuff, so excited. Just a complete letdown. So, yeah, it seems like me and you had the same first day. It was very disappointing. I remember buying that game too. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. Okay. Well, my third one. It's not that disappointing, but 
as we it's know, it's disappointing I played, to hear. Yeah, I played a lot of Dynasty Warriors Four, a lot, yeah. and I was like, you know what, the Dynasty Warriors Five came out, or it was out for a little bit, so I, like I rented it. It it wasn't the same game. I don't remember because it's been a very long time, but I haven't touched Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors since. Mm, it just yeah. really killed it. I loved four so much. It was like my game child. And then <laughs> Warriors Five just came and and killed it. Yeah, I, it's I don't know. I know they're on like what nine now. They're on Ten. yeah. They're on nine. Yeah. On nine. So and uh, I just I really loved it, and they just take it away. That's my third yeah. and final very disappointing game for this segment. What is your third mm. and final, Corey? All right, let me tell you a story, guys. Um, story so time. back in the day, I was a, a Sega Genesis boy, right? Love Sega Genesis. That was my system, my go-to one. And uh, don't know why, but there was a random day where we went to Toys R Us, me and my mom or my dad, one of the two or both of them. I'm not even sure. And I was actually allowed to just pick a game. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't Christmas. It's like, hey, just buy a game. So... You know, Toys R Us had all those little slips that you would pick up. A lot of people don't remember because they're too young. But, uh, you know, Sega Genesis was a good system. It had a lot of good games. Uh, Breath of Fire, Fantasy Star, um, Shadowrun, stuff like that. What game did I pick, guys? You picked Shaq Fu. Tinhead? I, I, and let me just reiterate. I was like maybe seven or eight. I don't, I don't know exactly. But I was a little bit older. I picked Barney's Hide and Seek game. <laughs> why would you why would you why why did i do that i didn't yeah. like barney i was too old for barney even when i was younger i didn't like barney but i bought barney's hide and seek game it's a game where you are barney and you're walking around a level and little kids heads are poking out of bushes and you say hey kid i found you and you find five kids and you go to the next <laughs> level and it has like four worlds and that's it oh my god why did i buy that what what did my parents think of me when I said, hey, I want this game? Whatever so they I, thought, I don't think it's changed. Wait, so 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 <laughs> how how did how did the game disappoint you? Because with, with this one I in the, disappointed in the, myself. Yeah, this sounds this sounds like more like most disappointing I game choices. Myself. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, that's fair. I don't know why I did it. It's my biggest gaming regret of all time. <laughs> That's very, very uh, somebody's got to put that in your eulogy. That's very. Strange. <laughs> um. Yeah. So my last most disappointing game isn't a Barney hide and seek game. Um. Uh, mine's is uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. So I oh. was a huge Ghost Recon person. I I really enjoyed Ghost Recon compared to like Rainbow Six. And some of the other Tom Clancy games. So I saw Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm like, okay, they're going open world. Oh, okay, I don't love it, but you know, they're they're making it third party or or third person tactical shooter. I tend to like those kind of games, right? Um, I think the first division was already out for a minute before they came out, and I was somewhat disappointed with the division, but I put over 100 hours in it, so obviously something clicked, and I'm like, oh well, this is Ghost Recon. It's going to be way more realistic and strategic and tactical and compared to the division a little bit but not really and a lot of the realism got lost you're supposed to hunt down 
these lieutenants and bosses and the cartel and and all this stuff and it it the game was just a mess uh, it wasn't it, the the action wasn't as interesting they had co-op where you could play with other people that made it a bit more entertaining but any game you play with other people is more entertaining besides that the computer co-op uh people they were idiots they would you'd be crouching around they'd crouch right in the open get spotted by an enemy cartel member and they start shooting at you alarms go and then you're surrounded by everybody and yada 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 um so yeah i'd say that's probably the most disappointing because of just the lineage it came from those ghost recon games were like serious tactical games and this was uh not so much and it's just ubisoft injecting their lame open world formula into everything. And that was one of the worst culprits of it. So that is my third most disappointing game. Ladies and gentlemen, chickens, ducks, and hens, you let us know what game disappointed you the most as a gamer, because there's tons of them. You know, I had I had a fourth one back back here, you know, Dynasty Warriors 9. I mean, I know mm. they, you stopped playing at five. If you had played eight and then went to nine, you'd be like, what the F is this? <laughs> because it's nonsense. Um, but yeah, that is a round table, which means we are going to move on to the quick fire where we talk about one, two, sometimes three games and highlight them because we've been playing them. We want to give them some love. So quick fire. I'll offer my quick fires first. Um, right. I played and beat Blood Roots. Great game. Great little game. Mm. Um, it's, I saw it, I had interest in it. It's a great little game. It's very much, you know, Katana Zero, um, Hotline Miami, where you get, you know, you're, you're just speeding through. And if you get hit once your, your body, you're done. You got to start over and do oh, different wow. runs, but it's great. It's bloody. It's gory. It has a bunch of different, you know, almost everything in the level is a weapon. So you can pick up a stick. You can pick up an ax. You can pick up a sword. You can pick up a fish, a carrot. And one hit, you kill the person. And the objective is to clear the levels. Your objective is to kill all the enemies on a map when you get there. Uh, and it has a really, really good story to it as well. I'm going to end up doing a review for that one. So uh, the other game that I've been playing, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I had mentioned before, back when it was being revealed, that I had interest in this game. The game came to, uh, to Game Pass. I wasn't really interested in it. And I, I decided to finally give it a try. I did that. I love it so far. It's not like mm. the other Yakuza's. The combat isn't live action. It's turn-based. But the way they do it is really interesting because you don't feel like you lost that that real-time feel of the, of the combat. Um, and the guy in the game is an idiot. And you're playing a lovable <laughs> idiot. So I want to keep doing that. And then the last mm. game I will actually highlight because... Uh, it is an actual game compared to the other one, which is just a tech preview. But I've been playing Stardew Valley. I bought Stardew Valley and Civ 6 for my Nintendo Switch because I haven't been playing it a lot. And I needed to find some games that would make sense for me to play. So I played Stardew Valley. I had it on Steam. I've had it on Steam for like a few years. Couldn't get into it on the computer. But I knew for a fact that I would play the crap out of it if I got it for my Switch. And I did. It is itch. It is scratching the itch of the Harvest Moon games at a fraction of the price with way better quality. So I have been in Stardew Valley planting and growing parsnips, fishing herrings <laughs> and trouts, just absolutely having a ball. So that is my quick fire. Uh, let's see. Corey, how about your quick fires? Yeah, I've been playing a ton of Deathloop, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I also have Diablo 2 Resurrection. 
Uh, Ooh, the nice. remaster, or yeah, it's a remaster, a remake of Diablo 2. Yep. Uh, so, best part about it is it's Diablo 2. It's very nostalgic. It looks great, but it still keeps that like 90s PC look to it um, and plays wonderfully. Uh, the worst part about it is it's Diablo 2 exactly as it was. So, the item management and inventory system is horrible. Yeah. I find myself missing so much of Diablo 3 where they streamline so much of the potions and all that stuff. Um, I, I find myself going back to camp every five minutes because I'm picking up a million potions and having to put them in my box. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's Diablo 2. It's a great game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the big one. I know. A lot of, my friends tried so hard to get me to get into that. It's so good. They, I played once and they made me play like Nightmare or whatever and I died. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> But uh, I guess let's do mine. I got the Go Figure Apex, but I also have Deathloop. We'll talk about that later, as we said. And also have Legion TD2. It's a uh, tower defense game. It's pretty fun, and I'll also talk more about that later. Foreshadowing. That's my quick fires. Foreshadows. That is our quick fires, which means we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be back with. Was it worth This level of the Thoughts and Players podcast was made possible by your support. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to like, rate, and share the show, as well as contribute to our community questions and segments. Doing so helps the show grow, keeps our content engaging, and most importantly, make sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. And we are back with more thoughts and players and we are moving on to our favorite segment your favorite segment was it worth it and our game for this was it worth it is one that just came out has been receiving a bunch of critical acclaim a playstation 5 exclusive or timed exclusive perhaps being published by bethesda games not developed so you know it's of decent quality that is death loop okay now, um, we're going to talk about Deathloop and the way we usually do, you know, the five categories of visual, sound, story, technical, and gameplay. But first, maybe you don't know what Deathloop is. So, a brief overview. Deathloop is a game where you star as the main character, Colt, and you are here to kill, I believe it's eight visionaries to, quote-unquote, break the loop. That's right. The way it happens is, is... It has the elements of, like, core you've talked about with Returnal, where, you know, every time you die, it's over, and up, oh, you start the day over again. So, and you have to keep doing that until you're able to progress to a place where you're able to manage to get all your targets in an area where you can kill them all and break, essentially. That's that's the general idea of the story. Right. Um, so, let's hop into the visuals. Now, if I'm correct... Um, David, you played this on PC, right? Yes. So a PC, Corey and I believe PlayStation 5, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So let's talk about the visuals as, as comparably kind of as we can, right? Um, so, uh, uh, David, let's. How, what would you say the visuals were from your experience playing it on PC? Okay, so the game itself doesn't look too bad, but the thing about it is this game is so overly dark it's just it's really annoying like there's certain places i have my brightness maxed out 
and there's still places and things I can't see. It's been really irritating. Like, yeah, the load screens. Like, if it had the lighting and the the uh, graphics that those have, I I would give this visuals an A plus. But like right now, it's at like a C plus. It it's the the darkness is just really killing it for me. But we'll talk about more of why I'm still playing later. Okay. Well, is do you know if there's any known like PC specific issue or GPU specific issue that's like keeping the game from being the correct brightness? It's like an HDR I, thing. You think? I don't know. Are you guys not having that issue? I personally um, not having that issue at all. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't really okay. had that issue. That, it might be a PC thing. It might be it my be. PC thing. I don't know. Huh? I'll have to look into that then. All right, so um, Corey, how how would the visuals are from from your uh, your vantage point? Yes, I would say the actual like graphics of the game aren't like anything too special. You know, it it doesn't look like an outstanding PS5 game. It would look like a really really good PS4 game, but it's not anything where I'm like wowed by it as I turn it on. But the aesthetic and the art style is what kind of makes it shine. It's got like this uh, I don't know '60s or '70s vibe going on. Like the mm, colors yeah. really pop. The um, the uh, NPCs or the enemies are kind of unique. You know, they all wear these masks and they got this really cool style. The interiors are real nice. Um, so the actual graphics themselves, nothing too special. They do look good, but the art style is what makes this game kind of shine. It, it does seem like their previous games, like Dishonored, it's got kind of the same vibe as that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like. We're, we're like like dishonored and pray where it's it's something about the graphical fidelity like it's not bad but it's not great right and i i don't really know i don't but you can tell it's not like i don't think it's an issue with the engine it just seems to be like that's just the way their games kind of look i think it's just an art style i think they're trying to go for something that's a little more like timeless like you can turn this game on in 10 years and it would still look good because they didn't try to go for super realistic graphics that are going to fade, you know, as technology gets better. I, I don't know. Right. That's that's what my guess is. That's that's right. a good take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I w- but I would say the same thing, like graphical fidelity. Obviously, I mean, it doesn't blow you out, blow you away or anything. But the, the art direction and the artistic choices are interesting. It definitely has a style to it and it adds to the atmosphere. There's definitely, you know, from from that vantage point appears to be a world that's lived in. It has that look. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you're coming across a situation that is in progress. It doesn't feel like the world just spawned when you got here. So, uh, that, yeah, it has that going for, for as far as visuals. Um, yeah, but that's it. I mean, good, pretty good. Yeah. You know, I would say that for, at least for the, the PS5 side, you know, PC, they may have to figure some things out. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the sound and music. So this game has some sounds, and this game has some music. Uh, let's see, Corey. Let's start with you. What's, what's your opinions on the sound of music? Yeah, yeah. I will say this is excellent all across the board uh, for sounds. You know, the guns and the and the slabs that you use your powers all sound really good. The mm-hmm. voice acting is great. Colt as the main character is really funny, really believable. He's really put in the good situations where he can kind of shine. Uh, Julianne, kind of the. Um, antagonist across from him she does a really good job where her voice acts uh, her 
and all the visionaries are really done well. Um, and voice in general, you know, whenever you pick up like a uh, a recorder and it comes out of your controller, obviously PC doesn't do that, but it it sounds great. So the voice acting is excellent and the sounds are excellent. The music is is really good too. It's got like a boppy jazz sort of like I said, sixties and seventy vibe going on, and it it definitely peaks okay. when you're in combat. And kind of dials down when you're kind of just you know exploring the world, but yeah, sound music all really really good here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll speak to that just really quick because you talked about like the they did it with the PlayStation Four too. The controller has that speaker on it, mm-hmm. right? So when the voices come through, you hear it through the the speaker on the controller. But as well as all the other voice acting, yeah, it's really good. When you first start the game as Colt and he doesn't really know what the heck is going on, the voice actor did a really good job of like really sounding freaked out. Like this right. guy is really right. freaking out. He doesn't know what's <laughs> going on. And so um, you know that that sells everything from that point. That kind of sets up everything. So yeah, I think. Sound and music is it's pretty pretty good, man. A job, A, you know, at least not A plus. Let's say it's just a good solid A for me, at least on that. Okay. Yeah, um, sure. That's so yeah. great from you though. That's... David, uh <laughs> David, what's your what's your opinions on the sound and music? I'm gonna reiterate what you guys said. I I I love the music. It is bopping. Like you said, <laughs> yeah. especially with like fighting and stuff, like this music is it gets you going. And the sounds everything that's doing it's great and then but i want to say on the voice acting again like this voice acting is amazing i really like connect to cult how he talks and how he's talking to other people in the game and it's it's they do an amazing job in this game so this is this is part of the reason why i'm still playing this game is the connection to cult that i have with his personality it it drives me to keep going and see what i what this game brings yeah yeah it's definitely you know you read the story about how uh bethesda bought the guy who voiced colt a ps5 right so he could actually play the game <laughs> homie homie deserved that ps5 and so much more because <laughs> he, he's, he's in the, the voice so far so um let's move on to story we briefly did an overview of the general ideas of the story so far but um as far as opinions on I want you guys feel about the story from a narrative process. Now, this this game plays with time. That's like one of the main mechanics of it. And sometimes that can F up the story, so to speak. So what what have been your guys' impression of the story so far? Either one of you uh can go can go first if you want, if you have like ideas that just pop right to your head. Yeah, I'll go. I, I'm about six hours into it. Okay. And um I think if I didn't play like Majora's Mask growing up, I think this game would be kind of maybe annoying. The whole restarting everything, having to redo things over and over. But yeah, it gives me Majora's Mask vibes. And fortunately, growing up doing that, it's it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's not exactly the same every time. You're finding out a lot of information, this and that. So it the story is also appealing to me that's why another reason i'm continuing to play and i think i think it's a good story to uh to at least play through one time it's 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 good what about you Corey? yeah so jeremy you kind of gave an overview you know colt's on this island he has to kill eight visionaries to break the loop Mm -hmm. um that's that's very the early basis of the story but you find out a lot more you know, you find out why Colt's on the island, what his involvement with the visionaries is. Obviously, with Julianne, there's more of a uh, relationship between them 
than the other visionaries and you start finding out a lot of that stuff and it's it's told really well like you said it has like a a time loop aspect so you're going back and forth and it plays really well with that where obviously you got to get stuff earlier in the day to affect later in the day but it's really well done it really points it out to you um the story is told not only through voice acting and, and you know cut scenes like that but it's also told through a lot of the um the papers you find around and the yeah. uh, recorders and all those are really well done. And everything you pick up has a purpose for the story. Like literally everything, everything gives you information that is not necessary. Well, it is, it's needed. It's needed information. So it's really well done that they do that. And yeah, uh, it's intriguing. You know, I want to know exactly why Colt is kind of, um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but like rebelling, you know, because obviously he was on this island and now he's trying to kill everyone. So what's right. happening? It's intriguing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is. They, you know, they play with, yeah, the way they kind of play with time and how that weaves into the narrative and him doing stuff over again, him being places before, right? Him meeting certain people before, like, it's all, it's all interesting stuff. Um, let's Let's move on to the technical aspect. Now for this, I have maybe around two hours, maybe a little bit more than that. So I don't think I can really speak to the technical aspects because I haven't really had any issues with it, but I don't know if I've just put it through enough time in order to, in order to, to prompt those. Um, Corey, have you had any technical issues with it on your PlayStation 5? I have not. Now, um, it's, everything's been pretty good. On the PlayStation 5, you have a couple options that you can go through. You can do performance or uh, graphics. I keep it on performance. Yep. But, uh, yeah, everything's been pretty solid. Uh, David, I know you said you had pretty long loading times. Yeah, it's kind of... I. It's, it's Yeah, there's a lot. I, there's so I, much loading in this game. I feel PC. like that's a PC thing. I don't know. I haven't really had extraordinary load times. But uh, my only issue other than that is I had one invisible wall that was really upsetting. Hmm. I have a, a power, a slab that lets me teleport forward a x number amount of feet i was making a roundabout tried to jump and disappear and i hit a wall and i fell to the ocean and died so i'm putting that in technical because <laughs> i'm not happy about it mm, yeah because i mean deaths really cost you in this game like you know it does it does yeah. well david pc yeah. sound like there's been some issues there's you maybe want to walk <laughs> us through what yeah. the issues are for our pc gamers the, there's a lot of loading um, my game crashed on Tuesday when I was streaming. I I I don't want to open it back up and see if it saved a lot or not. Corey says I should be all right, but yeah. But besides the loading and that one crash, uh, it ran very smoothly. Okay. So no issues playing the game. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know I know that um. What is it? It has the three. It has the performance mode, the visual mode, and then it also has on the PlayStation Five the ray tracing mode, which I thought was interesting. Yes, um, but it slows your your gameplay from sixty frames to thirty frames. Yeah, um, it didn't seem like ray tracing added so much that I wanted to put it on. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not worth. I'm not trying to give up half my frames for ray right, tracing. Right. No. <laughs> and so then that leads us to the gameplay. The meat and potatoes of this thing, really. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, this is from the same people that did the Dishonored games and Prey. So you got to think about those, the way that they 
design that play style, those game mechanics, movement, different stuff like that. Those have all been brought over to this game. So as far as gameplay, how how would you say you guys have experienced this? What's what's really been sticking out to you as far as the gameplay? Well, I can say for me, mm. it's been it's been the shooting. I've enjoyed the gunplay. Oh, nice. Yeah. And a lot of times in first person shooter games, I don't. It's very strange. <laughs> Um, you know, like a lot of the ones that, that you end up playing that are good, uh, you know, or that I end up enjoying or beating, you know, they don't have the great gunplay. So I think of a game like Rage 2, I've talked about before, that the gunplay in that game is so great, the game just isn't good. Right. But the, game, but the gunplay is exceptional. It's the same with Destiny. The gunplay is great. This game isn't really that good. Um, this is another one where the gunplay feels really good to me, at least initially, that's what stuck out to me. Um... I'm waiting to see how everything progresses because for me, an issue that I'm having is the pacing. I think that first hour and a half to two hours of this game isn't paced very well, right? Especially okay. when I compare it to other games like um, like God of War 2018. The first mm. hour and a half, two hours of that game are so well paced. And part of that time consists of you burning your dead wife. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but it's still also well paced in regards to story building, character building, and learning the mechanics of the game. With this, it feels a little bit slow to me. I understand they're trying to guide you, let you learn the mechanics. There's a lot of mechanics in the game you have to learn, but that's I say those are two things that really stuck out. As far as the gunplay felt really good, but the pacing I'm not the biggest fan of so far. Yeah, so I would say for pacing, um, if you're not doing this already, really just go for your visionary leads. Now, it's kind of like a menu item where they show off like the um, eight visionaries. They might not show them all off at the beginning, but they say, right. hey, to advance this, do this thing at this time. Now, I spent like you, I spent um, a lot of my time just kind of like going through the different segments because it's broken down in the four uh, times a day, morning, noon, afternoon and night. So mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of my time just going to random places and exploring and. I spent maybe five hours not really collecting anything or doing anything that led to the story. And then right. once I started doing these visionary leads, it really quickened the pace. And I was getting information. I was seeing like, oh, okay, if I did this now, I could go back here and do this. So uh, for pacing, I would say just don't be afraid to jump right into it. I don't know if you are yet or not, but yeah, definitely jump right into those things. Right. That's, and, um, that's what I plan on doing. I have not spent yes. any time exploring. Yes, I spent too much time exploring at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of, it was definitely, it was wasted time, you know, because I still got right. that exploration doing this main stuff anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you had mentioned Dishonored, and I was really worried um, going into this because a lot of the reviews uh, mentioned stealth a lot, and I'm not a stealth guy. But thankfully, you don't really have to rely on stealth. I have it at all. You know, they got a very strong machete weapon, and the gunplay is is a lot of fun. Now, every visionary has a power that they call um, – they hold a slab. I think six out of the eight have slabs, and they give you different powers. And each one of them also has, like, a really powerful gun that has different uh, techniques with them. You know, one might give you back health. One might slow them down. The one that I really like using, uh, when I shoot it, it puts a poison cloud on whatever I hit. So if I hit an enemy, they also get poisoned, and anyone that walks through it gets poisoned. So gunplay has been a lot of fun, a lot of uh, – experimenting with that because you also get trinkets oh go ahead yeah yeah that's what i was going to say are you talking about the trinkets kind of work like mods for the for the guns no no the guns themselves have 
their own separate powers when you get them off the visionary. Oh, okay. In addition to the trinkets. Yeah. Right. So like gotcha. I said, I killed a visionary. Their pistol allows me to have a poison cloud. And then I can also add trinkets on top of that. Now, so far, the trinkets haven't been really anything special. They've been like yeah. aim down sights, more ammo. Those those are never really fun. But the actual powers that you get with some of those guns have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, and like I had mentioned with the slabs, I don't know how many slabs. Jeremy, how many do you have? Do you have any at all yet? I think I have one. Okay, and David, I know you have two or three or four. I have three at least, maybe four. Yeah, so those those have been a lot of fun. Now, I've stuck to two that I really like, but there has been one that turns you invisible. I haven't really used. There's one that lets you kind of use almost like the Force from Star Wars where you can lift people up, and I was throwing people off the, uh, off the side of a building and killing them. Uh, I got two that I really like, the one called Shift, where it allows me to disappear, like I said, about 20 feet in front of me. And I got one called Nexus. That's a lot of fun. And I read that this was kind of taken from Dishonored. But when you throw it onto somebody, it links them to other enemies. And if you do damage on one of them, it does damage to all of them. So you can get yourself in a situation where you have three or four of them linked up, shoot one in the head, and they all just die right away. So that's been that's been really cool. Yeah. Um, David, do you want to go into gameplay a little bit? I got more to talk about. but Yeah. Uh, as you said, the pacing... Did start a little slow, especially I had no idea what was going on, but it did pick up quick. I was just going straight for story, and the like the menu and stuff. Like I know I think I was like cyberpunk. Like I had no idea what to do with the menu and doing this and that and the other. But this one was pretty self-explanatory. Um, it the game is fun. I like using the the slabs and the. The gunplay is actually a little clunky to me, but I mean, you know, I play so much BR, you know, I'm not too surprised, but it's not upsetting or anything. But yeah, I mean, the gameplay has been fun. Uh, I want to keep collecting the powers and the guns and just, you know, it's going to get easier and easier as you progress. I mean, obviously, I guess. And yeah, what what were you going to finish off with, Corey? I just had a couple more points. I wanted to talk about the island a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. like I said, the island is broken down into four like districts pretty much. And like I said, there's four times of day. So the really cool part about this is you could go to um, a certain district in morning. And when you go there in the afternoon, it's not different, but the enemies are different. And, you know, it might be a little darker. There might be snow. And like I said, all the enemies are at different spots. So there's more security or there's mines or something like that, uh, which makes it kind of cool to go back to. And the thing I really liked about this, and you had mentioned I kind of like compared it to Returnal. Now, the issue with Returnal is every time you die, the world is procedurally generated, so you don't know what you're getting into. This one's not. This one is is lovingly crafted by Arcane, mm-hmm. and every time you go into a spot, you can go to the same exact area. So I found that at the beginning, I was extremely cautious. I was sneaking around corners. I was trying to be quiet. And now, since I know these areas so well, I'm going like rooftop to rooftop and just jumping and shifting further away and making what used to be like 20 minute paths into like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's been a lot of fun. And yeah. um, the last part I want to talk about is one of the visionaries. Her name is Julianne. We talked about her in the voice acting and stuff. She isn't in a certain location. She can appear randomly throughout. So she has been a thorn in my side. She is very intense. So you might get done with killing a visionary, think you're safe, and as you're heading towards the exit, Julianne has appeared on the map, and now you've got to shut down 
a satellite or something like that so you can open the exit back up. And she's been a ton of fun. I like when she invades. Um, there is a multiplayer aspect to this game. I don't know if either of you have tried it. Nope. No, I haven't turned off. I was okay, going to bring that so, up if you didn't. Right. So, so I was I was quickly I was told by the uh, GameStop associate that sold me the game that he is quote unquote the coldest Julian <laughs> in in the game bar none. He he <laughs> he will body anybody as Julian uh, on on the multiplayer. But go ahead. All right. So that's the thing. So you can play as Colt or Julian when you start the game. If you play as Colt, you're playing a single player game. You're going just you're playing story. If you play as Julianne, you're playing somebody else's game, which is really intriguing, which is really cool. I don't think many companies have done this. You know, Dark Souls kind of does something like that where you can invade other people's worlds. But yeah, you pick Julian and Julianne and you are inserted in someone else's game. So pretty much at that point, you are trying to ruin their single player game. And playing as Julianne, it was awesome. I felt so cool. It was so much fun. <laughs> she has a power where you can uh, take over the appearance of one of the Eternalists, the enemies in the game, so you can kind of stalk Colt and kind of take note. You know, you kind of want to blend in so he doesn't see you because his goal is to kill you. And, uh, yeah, been a ton of fun. But, like David, I've also had to turn it down because when I had it fully loaded where I was allowing every Julianne to come in, I was getting invaded every time I stepped onto the map and these people were good and they were killing me and they were ending my runs and I was not happy. So I had, uh, I had switched it to only friends can invade me. So that hasn't happened yet because I don't have many friends on PlayStation, but yes, I wanted to mention the multiplayer aspect. I think it's very unique and very fun. And she also has like her own leveling system. You can get better guns and better powers with her. So pretty cool aspect that they put in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That that's just an amazing concept that they put in there. Like I, I turn it off because I have no idea what I'm doing already. So I don't want right. to. I want to get frustrated with it. Right. But I think as soon as you know I beat it, I'm either gonna play her or I I'm think you should try to at least give her a shot. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, I'm excited for that. I think just kind of another thing to highlight. Um, just kind of going back to their arcane's, you know, uh, experience with the with the Dishonored games and stuff. This, I mean, this is a shooter, right? By all means, but um, I really enjoy the parkour and the verticality of some of the some of the levels. Oh yeah, the way they're designed, like it like it feels really good, like the climbing and the jumping and all that stuff. Double jumping in some instances, you know, once you unlock, I think that's like one of the first things you unlock. Right, uh, is, is to do a double a midair double jump or something. But you know, all the parkour and the verticality in the game feels great. Um, you know, and again, just. You know, I I don't know. Maybe it might be Corey. You know, we have the PlayStation Five. We got that haptic feedback, so it might be that influencing it. But shooting in this game, again, feels really, it feels good. You know, when you get a headshot, it feels heavy. Yeah, body someone, it feels really good. Um, but yeah, Death Loop. That's. I mean, do we have anything else we want to say about it? Really, talked about a lot. I think talked, we did talk about it talked, a lot. Talked about a lot. Uh, so we're gonna get to the. Final thing, what are we doing this here? It wasn't worth it. What are we doing here? We're here to give it an evaluation, right? Our impressions and evaluation based off of that. So this game, what does it even retail for? What does it what does it retail for? Because I was 60. under the impression that it retailed for 60. Okay, cool. I got it for 55, and I don't know why. But um, it retails for 60. You can get it on PC or on PS5. So for 60 bucks, what are we thinking? This game. Is it worth it? David, let's start with you. 
You've had some issues on on technical issues with PC. You've been playing it though. It's you've stuck with it because of the sound, the music, and the voice acting, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. What, what do you think this game is worth a sixty dollar asking price? Okay, so thinking about that, we all know there's going to be a pretty big year coming up for gaming. So if you like need to save money for a game you're looking forward to, I would say hold up on it. Maybe wait for a sale or something. But if you can just get games as you go, I say, yeah, this this game is a lot of fun. It's very intriguing. It keeps you guessing. It keeps you wanting to play it. I, I say it's worth the price tag. All righty. It's worth it. Corey, what about you? Do you think this game is worth it? Yeah, I think I've been pretty positive the whole time. Um Everything we said, you know, the visuals look pretty good. Sound of music is great. Um, the traversal is a ton of fun. I love, you know, climbing the walls and the roofs. Gunplay is really good. Story is really good so far. I think it's just a really good game. Now, is it the 10s that a lot of websites gave it? No, maybe it's not a 10, but that's that's not an issue. You know, it's it could be a high nine. I don't know. I, I'm really enjoying it. So I would say for the $60 price tag, if you like this genre of game at all, first-person shooters, then yeah, it's hundred percent worth it. Yeah, I would. Um, I I would I would second that. Mm-hmm. So I also think it's worth it as far as the sixty-dollar asking price. I don't know, man. It's been this past year for me has been a revelation with roguelike games. Um, something thing games that I've. On principle, hate because I hate dying <laughs> in games. Um, you have games where that is fully the intent that, you're, that that's going to happen multiple times throughout the game. It'd be frustrating, but for me, yeah. I mean, and again, I don't have that much time in the game, but I've very much enjoyed what I have. I know there's a lot more. Everyone I've talked to has said, "Oh, once you're three, four hours into it, the game really takes off." So for me, I'm expecting the game experience to be even better than what I've had so far. And so to me, yes, yeah, sixty dollars. 55 in my case, it was worth it. And so I think if you're looking for a very good, interesting first-person shooter with some good verticality and, and parkour in it, very Dying Light-esque or, or Dishonored-esque, and some nice, good gunplay, you want to really feel that haptic feedback in the PS5 DualSense controller, then, yeah, you make sure you pick it up, man, because I think it's worth it. If they, Arcane did a great job. It's not worth those 10s. It's, it's definitely not worth those tens the website was giving it, but I'd be worth a nine though. Once I beat, I haven't beat. I'm so close. I'm, I think I'm 18 hours in, and I've got like one more visionary to clean up, and then I yeah. think the whole picture will come together, and then I'll be able to do it on my next run. But a uh, very good game. I've, I've seen it average that they're seeing playthroughs averaging between 15 to 20 hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm going a little slow for some reason. I don't know why. Well, you spent five, five, five hours. hours. I, I did. Looking around. I really, I really <laughs> thought I was making moves. I'm like, I'm just going to start exploring. And it was it was a little bit of a waste. Yeah. You are you're you have that Red Dead Redemption 2 syndrome that I had where I'm just going around <laughs> wasting right. hours. It, it is right. wasting hours. Yeah. Uh, but that is it for Was It Worth It? Which means we're going to move on to one of our games. That game is Legally Guessing. And for today's round of Legally Guessing, we have David bartending the show. So, David, yeah, yeah, take yeah. it away. All right. Well, I have Start a guessing. game. Oh. <laughs> you guys have to guess. Got 21, one being an answer. Okay. Okay. I have a game selected. Yeah. 
Okay. See you guys uh, start running. I think right. we're in a little bit of trouble here, Jeremy, because the first time he did it, he picked a Resident Evil game. The second time he did it, he picked a Twisted Metal game. So we're out of David franchises. No, we're not. We we still got a couple. We got a couple. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a guess right off rip here. All right. You're gonna guess an entire game <laughs> right off right off rip here. Oh gosh. Okay. If if I don't get it, we've got 20 questions left. Okay. Is this game Dynasty Warriors Four? <laughs> No, okay. but I wanted I wanted it to be so bad. Oh my god! Uh, Here's the thing: um, I but, feel like I was closer. I was yeah, I was pretty close like, though. I I saw where that was going too. I'm like, there's one more. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, exactly. Can, All right. Uh, can Can we play this game on any of the three current systems: PS5, Xbox Series S, X, or Switch? I I don't know. Okay. Nope. All right. All right. So we know that it's not an Xbox series or Xbox one game. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or, right. or pretty much a PS4 game. Uh, I mean, no, they're all backwards compatible. Oh yeah, yeah that's like, right. There's like 10 games. That's not. Yeah. They, right. yeah, they did decide to actually do that this time around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That says a lot. All right. Probably not a Wii U game either. Cause every one of those games came to switch it. For the most part. So let's see here. Um, so we're we're talking about a like a three sixty, possibly yeah. PS three. David's golden years. I would do. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, maybe you know he talked about PlayStation three earlier. Maybe we have about someone PlayStation. All right, go ahead. Ask him. Ask him if it's part of that is, generation. Is this game part of the Xbox three sixty PS three Wii generation? No. Whew. All right, so we're even further back, right? Because there's nothing. Was this game released on a cartridge? Yes. Okay. Okay, it's good. All right. It's good. It's good. It's good. I feel like that would have been a better question like two questions ago because we pretty much eliminate all CDs anyways. <laughs> right, right. Not, right. not all, but, you know. Uh, okay, so it's released on a cartridge. Okay, so it's not any PlayStation stuff. It's not any Xbox stuff. It's got to be Nintendo, obviously. It's not any PC stuff. There's cartridge. It could be Nintendo. It could yeah, be Sega. Sega. So and then, one of and those then also, we got to account for portables, right? Right, that's true, but that's fine. We know it's Nintendo or it's Sega. Yep. So maybe we ask if, if it's a Nintendo game? Because if it isn't, then that pretty much just leaves Sega. That's but if right. it is, then it gets rid of all of Sega. That's right. All right, yeah. go ahead. Is this a Nintendo game? Yes. All right. It's a Nintendo game on a cartridge. On a cartridge. All right, let's ask this. This is a good question. Does this character, is he a playable, is this character a playable fighter in the original Smash Bros. game? Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, Star Fox, Pikachu, Nez, Luigi, Captain Falcon, or Jigglypuff. Is this character part of the game? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with really? yes. That's confusing. Nah, yeah, it's on the per. It's, he's there, but he's on the periphery. You know. But um, all those let's... characters were like main dudes. Yeah. yeah. Except for like Yoshi or Luigi. 
maybe I don't know. All right, so we know it's like from one of those. That's only like nine different franchises. Right, right. You know what? He's an N64 boy. He is. He is. He is. <laughs> so does this we... game? Oh, man, I don't know what I want to ask here. We're at six questions only, so we got plenty. Does this game take place on a 3D plane? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can go. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Any direction. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think that eliminates nearly all of Nintendo, like the original Nintendo. Right. A lot of Super Nintendo. I think this is N64. This is Could N64. be a handheld. Could be a handheld. At that time, were they at that time really? Were they able, you know? Well, cartridge, you know, DS, 3DS. I mean, 3DS is after N64 era, though. I know, but we didn't like specifically ask about those. So, okay, I got you. Like it could be those. I don't. I don't know. David's really never mentioned handhelds too much, though. I think we're safely operating under the assumption of N sixty four. Okay, and it's one of those characters. So, I wonder if it's like a Pokemon Stadium. I feel like. I feel like. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I feel like. Maybe we ask if this. If this. If the main character in the game is a humanoid. Perfect. Go ahead. Is the main character you control in this game a humanoid? Yes. Okay. I, I don't like how he always thinks about it. Like, yeah, I don't need a lot if, of things. If it was Mario, it's obviously <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it's, if it's Donkey Kong, like, yeah, he's kind of got human proportions. You know, gorillas are humanoid. Does that count? Is that a yes? I don't no, know. It's no, an, it's an animal. I know it's an animal, but David gave us a, uh, yes. I mean, could he be talking about Link? Link's technically an elf. Yeah, that's humanoid. I know, but he thought about it. Fox, Fox is a standing fox. He thought about it. Is this an N64 game? Yes. Okay. All right. We got it. We got All it. Right. We, got we got this. There is. I don't even think the N64 library is that big. I think we have enough guesses just to guess every game on the system. Pretty much. I think there's like 200. <laughs> That's not a lot, but yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, Let's see. I mean, the way, I, he, the way he was... Can we talking Captain Falcon? Uh, it's got to be one of the 12. He said yes. It's got to be one of the 12. Right. There's no, there's no like F-Zero related characters in any of that mix, is there? No, we just there's F Zero X. I just named it on the N sixty four game you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to make sure there's no hidden F Zero adjacent characters that we have to worry about. No, I mean we just got to think of the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, like any 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 aspects of it. Just I'm just trying to make sure. I'm trying to cover everything. No, we so, got we got twelve characters that are in Smash Bros. The main characters, and he said yes to him, but he gave like a weird yes. So. And I'm he also thinking, gave the, the weird yes to humanoids. Right. So I'm thinking, like, is it Captain Falcon? Because technically you just drive something. You know, you're not the, – the car, the vehicle right. is kind of the main character. So Right, right but he's a bird. Captain Falcon? <laughs> yeah. Falcon's a grown man, dude. Who Falcon punch you? <laughs> um, can you ride a vehicle in this game of any kind? He does not know. I'm going to go with no. 
He's going with no. We're at 10 questions now. He went with no. Okay, so it's not Captain Falcon. Uh, I think that's all I eliminated. It's not Captain Falcon. I think that's oh. all I eliminated. It's, uh, it's, it's not Kirby. It's not Kirby. Kirby. Had, oh, maybe it is Kirby. Well, it's a humanoid. It's a humanoid. We only got like a couple right. humanoids. Right. Uh, what franchise do you want to? You want to eliminate Mario? I feel like Mario's too obvious. So I think maybe we. But I don't know. You know, what he might have like a weird Mario game there, like a Mario. Oh shoot! There's so many Mario. We gotta we gotta find out then if it's Mario because we gotta know because we gotta start eliminating Mario games. Is is this a Mario game? No. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's good. So. I'd say we just go down the list. Is this a Zelda game? Yes. Mm, there we go. There we, there go. we go. Want to go ahead and there take we, this one? I believe we only have two options here. So you take one, and if you're wrong, I'll take the other. How about you take the other one and do that one first? All right. Is it Majora's Mask? Yes. There we there go. There we go. There we go. Legally there we go. There I thought it would be cute since we reviewed Deathloop. Oh, look at that. I like that you did a little theme. Yeah. That's really that's really nice. Wow. Okay, Fantastic. so the reason the reason I gave a weird yes to is he playable in that is because I don't remember if that exact link was in that Majora's mask. No, but I would consider it. Oh, oh yeah, you, that, you yeah, that's right. why I said yeah. And why the hesitation on humanoid? Just to throw us off. Just to throw us off. Just because yeah. I, I I wasn't too sure on the humanoid part. Just to throw us off. Yeah, just to throw us off. Yep. It worked. Mm-hmm. It worked for a little while. But good job, guys. This legally guess uh, this legally guessing had us second guessing only for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was Gordy. So sure it. was. So don't legally guessing, but we are going to uh stay with David as he leads the indie spotlight on a game he mentioned he's been playing early. He's been playing that he mentioned earlier, and that is Legion. TD2. I'm guessing the TD stands for Tower Defense. Um, yeah. Yes. It's, it is a uh, Tower Defense game, so I'm going to go with yes. Cool, cool. Well, it is on you. Alright, so Legion TD2 is a Tower Defense game, I said, and it was made by Auto Attack Games, and it came out in November of 2017, so it is an older game, but uh, my friends put me onto it about a couple weeks ago. Um, so you can choose between these eight factions now. One was just released earlier today. And it could be like based on nature. Or it could be like robots. Or like aqua people. Or uh, dealing with the dead. So there's a lot of variety to choose from. And you choose one of the teams. Or you can unlock two different kinds to get random from all of them. Or you can pick and choose of who you want from each one. Now, I've only played the factions as a whole because I don't have those unlocked yet. Um, so you just start off with a certain amount of money. I think it's 150 gold. And there's uh, six different characters that you can choose to start off with. And the furthest left is the cheapest, furthest right is the most expensive. I think you, you can't afford the most expensive one right off the bat. And you just, it's, it's just waves. There's a total of 20 waves, I believe. I haven't played a game to the 20th wave, but 
at the 20th wave is someone is gonna win someone's gonna lose and there's this thing called leaking is if you don't defeat the wave they go towards your king now there's campaign which is just like a one-on-one but there's a multiplayer you can play with a team of four and anybody who clears their wave all their extra people protect the king so if i were to leak and my three teammates clear their leftover characters can help protect the king and they might not even get hurt if your king gets down to zero that's when you lose the other teams win now there's a way to attack your enemies uh i think it's called mythium and you can buy these little workers to help get you more mythium per second and those go over like 20 40 60 80 all the way up to like 400 and those help with your uh, currency, with your gold. So you kind of want a lot of workers so you can buy more uh, wave creatures. So you get more gold per wave so you can upgrade your stuff because each character can be upgraded once. Some of them can be upgraded to two or three different things, which is great. But yeah, overall, you're just building a little army, taking on the waves. You can you know, work as a team if you're playing with your friends and stuff. It's a it's a great time passer. Um, I do not remember how much it was. I am on the uh, shop page, but oh, it's right here. It's twenty dollars. I've already put. What am I into? I'm uh I'm five hours in. I love it. I haven't played. There's ranked mode on here, uh, and also on the main page there you can see who's streaming it. I think that's a really neat idea. I don't know why. A lot of games don't do that from the get-go. Right. But, uh, yeah, the music isn't too bad. It starts off, it's really extremely loud. So, like, you need to turn it down before you start playing. But it's good. The graphics are, you know, it's a tower defense game. They don't need to be great. They do what they need to do. All your little characters look pretty cool, though. And uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. I picked on it up pretty quick, and we know how confused I can get. Yeah, Legion TD2, fun time passer. You can play range, you can play casual. Twenty bucks. I say, uh, you know, take a peek if you're into those kind of games. Yeah, that I think like, really yeah, I think tower tower defense games have like been steadily growing in popularity the past few years. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that one? Um, not Clash of Clans. What was the other one that was like? It was like a big mobile one like a few years ago that came out that was like a spinoff of clash of clans but it was a tower defense Black royale one. yeah that's what it was yeah that was that was super big for a minute there and I don't, I don't think it's like you know standard kind of tower defense but it was like a variation of it that a lot of people were getting into um but of course you know rather have just a standard cool tower defense game you said this was developed by who? Uh, uh, Auto uh, Auto Attack Games, I believe. Okay. Auto Attack Games, yes. Cool, cool. There you go. Indie Spotlight. Legion TD2. Check it out if you like Tower Defense. If you want a nice little game that you can kind of get lost in. And uh, uh, a nice little time passer. That's what I would describe Stardew Valley to some extent. It's just a nice little game to pass time, you know. And it sounds like it's probably the same thing, though a completely different genre. So... Right, uh, but 
that takes us to final thoughts where we give one last thought or point we want to make. It can be related or wholly unrelated to anything we've talked about in this level. So who would like to give their final thought first? I'll, I'll go real quick. And this one is related to the episode. Ah. So we had talked about the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. And there was a little info that I didn't mention. Uh, they had said that the next Smash Bros. DLC character will be announced October 5th. Mm-hmm. That's next Tuesday. So I wanted to give you guys a chance to pick the last and final DLC character ever for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which has a cast of over 80 at this point. Probably the best, uh, you know, verse game ever in terms of the characters they brought in. So right. who's the final character in this roster? Any predictions? Did they did they put Tracer in there? They did not. I'm thinking Tracer or Leon. They didn't put Leon in there, did they? Nope. It's one of those two. Okay. Jeremy? You sticking with Master Chief? Um, you know what? I am thinking it is gonna be That'd be if they put they haven't put Kratos in there, have they? No. I'm thinking it's going to either be Master Chief or Kratos. That would be huge. Must be some extreme crossovers. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, last DLC ever for them. I think they're putting in everyone's boy, Waluigi. Yeah. I think they got to do it. I mean, there is so many people hoping for it, man. So many people are upset that he's not in that game. It's their last chance. It's their last chance. Though I like all four of your picks better, so... (laughs) Cool. Um, I will give my final thought real quick. Uh, so one of the other games that I kind of had down for uh, quick fire, but I didn't mention was the Halo Infinite tech preview. They did a multiplayer preview. You could play training or you could play on the multiplayer map. Um, I played the training because the multiplayer wasn't working when I tried to do it. And so I played it. It is interesting. It mm. is cool. It feels like Halo, but it also feels kind of new. The little little grapple hook he has is kind of cool. Now, you, I couldn't grapple to the top of buildings because apparently three four people at three four three studios hasn't played Deathloop yet. They don't know you can do that. <laughs> uh, so hopefully they figure that out. But besides that, the shooting felt really cool. Um, your Spartans look cool. The game looks really good. I mean. S- Earth-shattering graphics? No, but it looks really good. Um, so hopefully they can keep all that up. But I am definitely looking forward to Halo a little bit more than I was before. I still think it's going to end up being Matt, but it may be a better Matt than I anticipated. Uh, but that is my final thought. David, what is your final thought? My final thought is I don't think a lot. And today I came home, and there was a box. I was like, what is this? I didn't order anything. But the matter of fact is I did order something. Ah. It, <laughs> it's uh, Taylor Swift's latest uh, album. I got the vinyl for it. And I was like, oh yeah! So the thing is, if you're forgetful, you can get yourself presents. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> That's go. That's my final thought. That to is yourself. A, that is a silver lining if I've ever heard one right there. Definitely. Have you? So you have a you have a record player which to play the vinyl on? Nope. I have about 20 vinyls and none of them are open. Well, one of them is because I bought it pre-owned. But that, yeah. So are you just, they're just, just like things collect you're collecting? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, um, 
that is it for this level, level 37 of the Thoughts and Players podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service. We are everywhere. You can also like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thoughts and players. Like it's all one word. Instagram, thoughts.players. We are on Twitter at thoughtsplayers2. YouTube, of course, we've got level 36 up there. We've got our bonus level up there. We'll be putting a review up there soon. Um, we are also on TikTok where we post little short clips. Uh, so that is everywhere we are. We want to thank everyone again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next level. Peace.